0: Good evening guys and welcome back to another episode of the Alex and Mo podcast. And tonight we have Dr. Syobin France, who is an online business coach. Um Syobin is Syobin, how long have you been down with physical therapy school?
1: 11 years.
0: Whoa. I oh, know. Nice.
1: I look I look good, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, Black Doctor's hey, got, got a good <laughs> she must have a good skincare routine. <laughs> Hey, you have to give us the secrets as well, too. But, you know, it's it's a trinity blood. It's a trinity blood. Agreed. Um, <laughs> yes. So you are doing a 95 as a physical therapist. And like many young PTs who want to get away from direct patient care, um, you're here to share with us tonight all the tidbits on how one can pivot uh, in their career and still do what they love, but do it online and reach more people. So welcome to our podcast. For those of you who have yet to do so, like, subscribe, and follow us on our social media channels, and stay tuned for a very interesting discussion with Siobhan tonight.
1: Thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. I respect both of you, and I just appreciate just the time and the energy that you guys put into educating the audience that you do, because honestly, it's needed. Um Gosh, I can start in so many places, but let me say this. It starts with taking radical responsibility for your life. We could be done with the entire podcast just with that sentence, right? But it's it's radical responsibility for the direction you want your life to go in. And I think a lot of PTs, we get into the field because we had an injury and it's like, oh, we had success with PT. We had a family member who had an injury they had success they say i want to be a pt we like helping people so we want to be a pt insert whatever your reasoning is we decided but i think we start making these decisions a little too soon before we really know ourselves and before we really understand the direction we want our life to go in we get into the field and then we're like whoa this isn't what i thought in terms of healthcare, this this isn't what I went to school for, right? Because there's so many things behind the scenes that I think we're just not exposed to and we're not made aware of. So I think we're met with so much resistance and we're quick to burn out. Partly because I think we're, we're not prepared for the emotional component that comes with being a clinician. Mm-hmm. And so once we find ourselves at this crossroads of I'm feeling burnt out, I enjoy what I do, but no longer in the capacity in which I do it, what's next for me. And this is when you need to take radical responsibility for your life because you can stay where you are or you can decide to pivot in some way. And I think we feel a little shame. And I just talked about this on my stories last night. I think we feel a little shame, a little guilt around spending so much money on these letters behind our name and then feeling like we want to pivot now. But there is a way to marry your professional skills and your life experience to create an online business. And that doesn't have to be in physical therapy. There are so many, there's so many clinicians who have other experiences that we've learned along the way in taking care of our body, taking care of our health. And we can then have a business that is like a spin-off that still uses both of our skills and makes us happy, right? We still get to serve. So There comes a point where you're going to have to make a decision and where I find people lack in making the decision is they don't have the trust because we gave so much trust to the healthcare system, to the school, to the degree, to getting a job and that being the only way to do things. So there's a level of conditioning that we have that needs to be broken when we make a pivot, when we decide before you even take an action, you have to decide that this is happening decide that this is a new path in which you're going to take your life and so once you do that you're going to start seeing evidence of that change being real for you in your life you're going to start to see coaches appear and mentors appear and other people that are experiencing the exact same thing and it's like whoa it's like a whole new world so i i'm a huge proponent of i don't think you need to leave the field If you, if you, if you want to, there's nothing wrong with that. And don't let anybody make you feel bad about it, but there is a way to marry both of your professional skills and your life experience to still have the business and the lifestyle that you really desire. Hmm. Very, very, very good.
2: What was it that made you pivot?
1: So I was burned out two years into the field And I remember very distinctly feeling like I cannot treat my patients the way that I want to. I'm a very empathetic being. I have a lot of feelings, a lot of big energy. And there was so much more I wanted to do that I couldn't do because the limitations of the time, I'm double booked. I've got three patients coming in. They don't have enough staff to help. Like it's it's a lot. And I remember thinking to myself, there's got to be another way. That's all I had. There's got to be another way. And I was dating a guy at the time who had always said, I'd known him since college, and he said, I'm going to make money with computers somehow. And I remember him saying that. I'm like, okay, great. We dated from college. I'm two years into into being a treating PT. And he comes to me and he says, remember how I said I was going to make money with computers? I said, yeah. He's like there's an event happening in down, downtown we live in DC. Well, I lived there then. And he said it's an internet marketing for newbies event. He goes, "I think we should go." I went out of support. I was like, "All right, you want to make money online? It's cool. It's a 2-day event. It's a $497 ticket." I'll never forget. And we were like trying to figure out how we're going to get the money to do this, but you can bring a plus one for half the price. You know, we're all we're all in show up to the event and my life literally changed i got introduced to the interwebs and this was back in 2014 i understood information marketing i understood online marketing how to package skills professional skills life skills expertise package it and sell it online to help other people have a transformation and i thought to myself i can monetize my degree and so i launched my first business in 2015 I called myself the Jillian Michaels of physical therapy, and I started creating rehab programs for people, like upper body, lower body, total body exercise regimens, all PT-based, all educational-based, not just cranking out some exercises, and I started selling those programs online. I launched a physical product on Amazon, and I had an Amazon product, and for the first time, I was making more money in that business than I was as a PT. And that changed for me because I understood the access. I was in rooms where I don't really know how I got into the room. Meaning I was this little baby fish and here are all these six and seven figure earners in the online space. I had no idea what I had entered in and we had joined their mastermind at the time which was a super high ticket price. We took out a loan to join this. And what I realized was I had access and exposure to people that knew business from Dan, Dan Kennedy. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but I had access to people who were doing the thing, but I did not have the right mindset at the time to sustain. So although the money was coming in, I was burning out because I had fallen into scarcity. I'd fallen into fear. I'd fallen into some of these mindset traps that come with making more money that come with having a business while I was still working full time. And so that was the ultimate pivot for me, was being exposed to the fact that you can do something else and you can still have success and the life that you want and monetize your degree by using the online platform. So that pivot happened in in such a beautiful way and I'm so grateful, but I've never looked back since. I've now evolved a few times in the business world And I've seen a lot, I've been exposed to a lot. One of my first mentors um, was actually the coach to Jillian Michaels, did a mastermind at his house. And it was really amazing because that was when I had all my fitness stuff going. And it's exposure to the possibility. And that was really all I needed to start building my belief. So it's been a journey around finding myself and, and really understanding what it takes to be a business owner, what it takes to be a successful business owner, understanding how to sustain yourself. Because at the end of the day, we are the ones that are the behind the scenes of the business, right? We are still human beings. We still have the emotions. It's not just just churn and burn. And so to go back to what you said is what did it for, for me, it was being exposed and recognizing that it's possible.
0: Okay. Do you think, well, Alex is an entrepreneur, I am, and so are you, but do you think everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur? Because this could be a very, very scary place to be in.
1: It's a scary place to be in. And I do believe that business exposes parts of you that having a nine to five never will. And there
0: are ways, because we need to keep it real for people.
1: Sure. 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 You want to talk about the amount of fear it can be to start recognizing that you might not be as confident as you thought you were. You might not have it all together as you thought you did, or you might not have the skills that you're trying to claim that you have and sell to people. You start questioning, can I do this? Is this meant for me? Am I good enough? Do I deserve to even have this, this life? right? You worry about people judging you for making more money and living a different lifestyle and doing things that you couldn't do before and that they wish they could do. It, there, There is nothing like the mirror of being an entrepreneur. You, You will see parts of yourself that you have never seen before. You will cry at night wondering if this is made for you and you will celebrate the next morning as if nothing happened the night and you weren't crying. It can be up and down. And so a lot of what I teach is business embodiment. Yes, there's strategy. But if you, you as the human being behind it don't know how to navigate your own emotions, you won't sustain. And one of the things my dad always says to me is business is not for the swiftest. It's for those who have endurance. And that's one of the things I have is endurance. So when you ask me, can anybody be an entrepreneur? I do believe there is a skill set. And I do believe there is an an art to it, just a bit of finesse. I do believe those things can be taught. I will never say nothing is impossible. I think it is available. And once it's available, it's possible for people. It always just comes back to, do you have the endurance? Will you stick it out? Are you here for the long game? And do you have a mission that was placed on your heart that you know you just have to go after? Because something has got to keep you and it's got to be more than just the money.
2: I feel like, you know, for anybody that goes into business, um, and actually I'm in the process of help wife who's wanting to start a business of her own, that it being scary to me, the requirement, like, I feel like if it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Like, I, I don't feel like you, you've, you've set a target that is worthy of, of chasing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she, she's working on her thing and she's like, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you're on the right track.
1: On the right track. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're on the
2: right track. Yeah. Right. Because, and she doesn't do anything in healthcare. Um, What she's trying to do. And, and for all of those that follow us, we'll stay tuned. Cause we'll, we'll let you know when it does come out. But, um, it's like you got to be scared you got to be scared you got to be in that uncomfortable point because i feel that's going to help you get that endurance that you're talking about right if it's something that doesn't push you doesn't come it comes easy there's no drive right so i feel like if we're going to do something and you know i'm sure mo can speak to it i know that when i decided to to go on my own it was scary it, and and a little bit more pressure because at that time it's like you know I have a wife and kids that I need to provide for, so it's like I'm taking this this leap of faith, uh, but I worked out and it and it's not always easy. But I think you make a great point. It's like you've got to be built for the long run.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's a marathon. It, it it really is a marathon because there's gonna be ups and downs. there's gonna be the the downs. The downs are necessary.
0: Yeah. The
2: downs are gonna teach you. Um, and, and if you if you're paying attention, the the downs get less and less and, and, and not as hurtful um when you do have still gonna, you know there is no no perfect practice that I believe no matter what you're doing. Um but yeah, I, I think that the scary is, is a is a component to new-
1: I will, let me just, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate, if that's okay.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Because a lot of who I work with are scared out of their mind that they take no action. So I do try to make it a little bit more real and tangible. So we really chunk this down. This really goes back to, you know, how do we eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. It's like, we can be so scared that we don't move. We are paralyzed. Completely.
2: And and it's funny that you say that because again, in, in in talking with my wife and that was her this morning,
1: yeah.
2: you know, she's got so much input, you know, like so much things coming in, things that she's pondering. And she's like, just like struck because she's like, I can't move. I'm like,
0: you're right. You know,
2: let's, let's break it her chunks so you, you know, play with it. Move a little bit at a time. And then, so you're absolutely, I mean, it it can be so daunting that you're like, I don't even want to move. I'm scared to take a step.
1: Right, right, right. And I do think that it's important to understand what your underlying belief system and limiting blocks are, because that's why it feels so scary. That's why it feels so big. That's why you're not taking the action. So I think it's great to dream real big and, and make it feel scary. But you've got to start creating some momentum first, build some initial belief, some initial trust that you can actually do this, start to create success. And it doesn't have to be on a monetary level. And I know we love money and I know we want to make it, but you've got to have that knack inside first. And so we've got to break it down so that we can believe. And I always say there's three things we got to believe in in order to be successful we got to believe in ourselves. we got to believe in our process and believe in our transformation. And once you can believe in those three components, you're going to get the outcome that you want in your life and in your business. I don't just believe in building a business. I believe in building a life with that business. Because we started going to school and we went to school to have this job. And we're like, wait, where do I fit in my life? I'm more on the side of let's build our business and our life and allow them to either be meshed together, but not so fused that we feel like we can't take a break. So
0: feel like you get better work-life balance when you take control of how your business is going to be run versus working for someone
1: else. Wait, repeat that again.
0: So let me put it another way. A lot of people would want to go accept a job, a nine to five for the benefits pay PTO and stuff like that. Because to them, it seems like I'm working for something. It's a trade-off. Versus doing the hustling, making your own money, but still having control over your time, the freedom of time, like who you choose to spend it with, mm-hmm. when and for how long. That could be very scary for a lot of people. So they want to have that stability, that consistency. So I know I'm going to be working 40 hours a week, paid this much, and I'm going to be entitled to, what, two weeks of paid PTO a year? I'm fine with that versus. (laughs) I
1: think think people start to increase their tolerance for the stuff they don't like, partly because the level of uncomfortability that it takes to be an entrepreneur and a business owner is so much. They're like, I'm going to increase my tolerance for these things over here. I'm going to make two weeks look great. I'm going to make having a paycheck every two weeks feel amazing. I'm I'm going to make my commute better. Like you're going to try to dress it up to make it look better and feel better for you. And that's ways of increasing your tolerance for stuff you don't like. Whereas when you start to dream a little bit and you start to feel into what that life could be like, it's scary because it's very unknown. And it's one of the reasons why I tell people, don't quit your job too soon. I've had clients who have quit their job, have come to me, already had quit their job and were like, I need to make money. I'm like, well, that's part of the reason you're not making money is because you're in desperation mode. And you are lacking the focus. You're not being creative. You're you're not producing artistically into your craft, in into your work. I had a girl go back and get a part-time job, sign her next client the following week with the highest price she's ever sold at. The moment that pressure was taken off and I'm not a proponent of just leaving it, but it takes something. It does take something to build the business successfully while you still have your nine to five.
2: I want to ask you something. We had a guest on our show. One made a comment about our profession, which I thought it really kind of hit home with me and and this guest basically said that our profession is physical therapy is a job it's not a career what do you think about that and how that may factor in in the people that need to pivot or or when you get to that breaking point that you're like I need to do something different
1: i think my and this then goes back to the definition of job and definition of career i do think physical therapy is a job i think you make it into a career if you decide you are going to expand within that job whether you are going to now become a ci maybe you're going to move up and become a clinical director maybe you're going to go teach classes at a university you're going to be an assistant professor an adjunct professor i think once you start to have different arms of a job you've now made this into a career because you've got different streams and different avenues of either source of income or just more expansion other than just staying here. I think a job is, is very um it's very small, very tight, whereas a career is a little bit more expansive and you have different avenues that you can go into. So it's both, depending on what you decide you want to do with it.
0: Uh question for you, Sylvan. Um, you said most of us, we, get into physical therapy because we've either been injured before or we've seen others get better from physical therapy and we don't necessarily have the right frame of mind um, to thrive in the physical therapy profession. What advice would you give to a first-year DPT student, first-year PTA student, or even one that's about to graduate in um, May and taking the MPT? About developing that right mindset in order to be able to thrive beyond like a nine to five.
1: Yeah, I, I don't wanna tread any light waters here, because um, I don't wanna d- deter anybody from where they're at. I think wherever you are is perfect, but what you do next can really determine the trajectory of your life. So <clears throat> I think it's really important for you to learn how to develop skills to make money independently make money outside of a job. And there is so many ways for you to monetize yourself, your craft, your professional skills, your life experience. There's so many ways to monetize. You start now. There is no there is no waiting because everyone's success is 5 years in the making, 10 years in the making, 12 years in the making. Everyone's success is an overnight of so many years. And so if you're a student or you just graduated, Figure out what it is you love the most about what you do and then find an arm in order to monetize that. So maybe you really enjoy teaching class. So maybe you start teaching class and you start going into the YMCAs and into the gyms and you start doing that. You figure out a way to start networking. You figure out a way to gain exposure to what's possible for you because I don't believe in just making decisions just out of thin air. We're, we're either called to it, something pulls us or we've had enough, enough exposure to the fire for us to go, Ooh, yes, that's it. I never tell people to make a decision from far away. So if there's something that feels like it's speaking to you about our profession and you're like, I'm thinking about this, go do it. Ask somebody, start speaking up, start asking for help, start networking with other people to figure out how you can learn different skill sets. So you can start to monetize yourself because I don't feel like us as a profession is one that takes radical responsibility, and I do think that comes with the unfortunate switch of going from masters to then doctorate and, and having this transition. and I, I think the titles got a little messy, you know, and and trying to I think glorify the profession to some degree. Whereas if you look at chiro- chiropractors, they came out the gate already having clinics, having businesses, they're taught that in school. We weren't taught that. So I think a lot of it has to do with the in, the institutions. So now that you guys are listening to this podcast, being exposed to other people, it's like, what else can I do besides just going to this job? Because what I do find is that if you're in this field, you genuinely care about people. You really wanna make an impact. And if you're at a job, there will come a time that you just feel so stifled and constricted that you don't feel like you as a human are being expansive. You're, you're not feeling connected to something bigger anymore. And I do believe that people love being connected to something bigger than themselves, but the job stifles us. So you find your knack, you ask for support, you ask for help, you find your knack, you find what you love and you take an action to go figure it out. Maybe you want to learn social media skills. Maybe you want to Start, you know, being a videographer and you start editing videos for podcasts like this or people in the in the industry, whatever it is you got to do. Start talking to people. So many of us need help. So many of us need to network and start learning, learn more skills and then get really close to the fire for you to decide if you like it or not before you decide to jump in.
0: No, you mentioned you. Basically had to. crap to get the 497 to get to the internet marketing event. Um, I think it's hard for some people to invest, even if it's $500 into something that could work. A lot of people want to make sure that it's going to work, that it's a surety. And when you're in entrepreneurship, there's no guarantee. You just have to believe, as you said, Believe in yourself, have a purpose. So those things do matter. Um, Being in certain rooms, I'm realizing pays off. And without that networking, without you saying, hey, I got to find that $500 or the $1,000, whatever the high ticket item is for a mastermind, you just have to bite the bullet and get yourself there because doors will open up.
1: Doors will open. And for those of you that are afraid to invest, I've actually never shared this story publicly. Um, So I'm (laughs) (laughs) exclusive.
0: I've
1: I've kind of beat around the bush a little bit, but I've never dropped the price tag, but I will. Mm. In 2014 when we went to this Internet Marketing for Newbies event, it's a very high level mastermind, very high level with people that doing gazillions of dollars. Okay. Learning from Dan Kennedy and Frank Kern, if you're familiar with any of those names in the internet marketing space. And it was a, it was a high pressure sales kind of event. Okay. Brand new. I knew nothing, nothing about sales and marketing and and being put in a room like that. And this mastermind was $25,000. Did not have the money, barely had the money for the ticket. Okay did not have the money. I've never dropped this price tag before publicly. So you guys totally get the exclusive, but I think these in these conversations are important to have It is on this mastermind. We took out a loan. Okay. We put down money on the, on a credit card. And he took out a loan and we're both paying back this thing and we're ignorance on fire. I am ignorance on fire. I'm doing everything you tell me to do. I'm showing up to the calls. I'm doing the thing. We're, we're making money. Things are, things are happening, but it was like, I lost it all. After that, the money stopped coming in because the fear started creeping up. The mindset wasn't right. I couldn't sustain something was feeling off the person me behind my business could not keep up with the production of how things were going. So you want to talk about scary. Did I make my money back? Yeah but not in that exact time frame of the mastermind. So I share that to say is we might be dropping some big prices, little prices, investments into ourselves. Don't expect to make it back in the three months with the coach or a six months with the coach. And I don't say that to say you, it can't happen. I say that to say that it might not and be okay with that because I, I truly believe I've, not only invested, but my ROI has been immense because if I did not go to that event, if I did not learn what I learned, if I did not invest that money, then I would not be where I am. have made well over that in my business in a quarter. So whether it's $22, $4.97, a few grand, whatever it is, The return will be there, just not necessarily in the time frame. I just talked to a client last week that said something you said when we were coaching just finally snapped with me. And this is what happened in my business. It's like maybe six or seven months after us working together now, where they continue to do the work that we worked on. Did they make money while we worked together? Yes. Did they recoup their exact investment in the time frame? No. But seven months after it, was like something just Clipped. Then I've had people that have made their return on investment with me within two weeks. So you've got to recognize where your starting point is when it comes to investing. And if I can give you any advice around who do you choose as a coach, I unfortunately at that time put myself in a room that was so big, like so big. I was so small. And just coming from the background of a healthcare professional, with you know some people pleasing tendencies feeling scared not taking responsibility for my life I'm put in this room and I'm expected to produce and show up and do the thing but I just need somebody to hold my hand <laughs> I just I just need somebody to walk me through someone to teach me this they're talking to me about autoresponders and how to create a hook and this and that they're they're working on my sales page we're running ads we're doing the thing but I didn't understand how to make the decisions I didn't understand how to feel comfortable with the growth. I was like, Oh, all the money's coming in. Now I'm scared. I'm going to lose it. No one was there to help me through that mental drama, the mental gymnastics that happens when those things start happening. So I think it's important to choose a coach that can meet some of those needs. And that's one of the reasons why my clients have really good success, but also they come to me is because they've been in programs like that before where they're like, I just need someone to break it down and explain it to me, kind of hold my hand. And I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not going to coddle you, but I will absolutely hold your hand and make sure you're understanding what you're doing, why you're doing it. You're building a life and a business and you're understanding the principles that are needed to make sure you sustain it. Not just how to teach you. Let's go hit 10, 10 K in the next 30 days. And you can't do that again. What's the point of that? So, Back to the investment. I want you guys to kind of see how this grows. If you're in this for the endurance and you're in this for a bigger mission and to really serve people, I want you guys to recognize that your small investment today is going to exponentially create the lifestyle, the business, the everything you want a year from now, two years from now. So start to believe you know they say like think bigger quicker. It's like start believing in yourself faster. And the things that you got to do in order to get into this like knowing, into this deep space where you're like this is made for me. So back to the investing. Bet on your self. Truly bet on yourself. May not be today that it all sprouts, but I think it is a bamboo tree or something like that that takes like 5 years to grow. Like you don't watch it every day. You just go back into the forest. You're like, oh, my God, look at the tree. You know, plant your seed. Ask for help. Ask for support. Move your ego out the way. Start valuing your own opinion, your own truth over the opinions of others. And you go do the damn thing.
2: Have you noticed your parents, have are they generally – newer pts older pts or have even if they're not pts like just been in the business or what they whatever their profession is a lot longer and the reason i ask is i feel like a lot of our newer um, uh, professionals right. new newer colleagues have that fire have that fire where they're like you know what like I'm not gonna do what everybody else has been doing. I'm not going to go to PT school and then come and work nine to five for somebody else. Like I want to blaze my own trail kind of way or, or or shortly thereafter, um, which I think is um, awesome, amazing, and much needed for our profession. I think our needs to be kind of pushed, um, in a, in a different direction, so to speak, because I think, you know, going back to the earlier point about you, your tolerance grows, Mm -hmm. our tolerance as a profession to, to accept and be okay with certain things that happen within our profession, which has kind of led us to where we are now. You know, when you talk about student loan debt, uh, reimbursement rates, you know, Mo and I are having to, Fight with CM now more. You both do. They want to start lashing more, right? So, has yeah. your has you have you noticed that trend? And if so, what is it like dealing with that younger or that newer rookie-ish, whatever word you want to use to, to describe those individuals?
1: Most of my clients are anywhere from two to six years. And I would say most of them with are within that, like two to four years. I've had a couple that are at that six-year mark. And what I notice is that the newer you are, the more effort you have. And if there's one thing I cannot give you as a coach, is I cannot give you effort. I cannot give you the effort that you put in to what you do and into building your business. I will be with you. I will hold your hand. I will help you through. We will cross the hurdles together, but I'm not here to pull you. I cannot pull you. So what I find is that the newer clinicians, they've got effort. And I don't I don't like the word hustle so much. Funny, this, my thing here says hustle, it's crossed out and it says align, right? But if we are gonna hustle, my clients hustle with heart. They hustle with heart because they care about the profession, they care about what they do, They care about how they're doing it. And so they, they really want to make an impact. And this isn't just a job that they're trying to create outside of being a clinician now, this is like, I'm creating a business, I'm creating a lifestyle. I'm putting my thumbprint on the in the industry. Like I'm, I'm making something for myself here. And that is such a driver of effort. But I do find that when you are later into the profession, that that like hustle tends to die a bit because it's almost like they think they got more to lose. Maybe they have a family. Maybe they have kids. And so they they struggle sometimes with wanting to take steps because they're like, well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? And it's interesting because I'm like, no one's saying you got to quit your job now. No one, no one is saying that at all. You still got your stable income, but here's, here's how we shift. Here's how we start to pivot. Here's, here's how we make your nervous system start to feel safe with having a business and making more money and putting yourself out there in a way that you never have before. Cause that's, that's very different. The newer, the newer PTs that are starting out online and building businesses, they put themselves out there already. Social media is there. Here's what I ate for breakfast. Here's my workout. Here like here's what I'm thinking. They don't they don't mind. But when you're older, it's like, well, I don't want to be judged. I don't want anyone to think anything of me. I'm worried about what how this might come across. And what's interesting is I kind of fell into that for a bit. Because I don't want a mediocre life. I never wanted a mediocre life. And when I say that, I I know I trigger some people. Because they're like, well, are you saying my life is mediocre? I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is I didn't want that. And being in this nine to five world made me feel like I was living like that. We are all creators. We, we are all expansive beings. There, there are things that we crave. And business is just a vehicle to allow that to happen. It's more than just a business. It's sheer liberation, right? For our creative side, our genius side, making a real impact. And so with the older PTs, it's like, I'm afraid to do those things. Their conditioning is harder. Their conditioning is tighter. And because of that, they lack focus. And I think that's why that's why it's it's a little bit more challenging. It's because their focus is on everything that could go wrong, as opposed to what could go right. Their focus is on everything they could possibly lose instead of what they could possibly gain. Whereas the newer PT is like, I got nothing, I got nothing to lose. I'm already in debt. Like I I already live in a base in a basement apartment. I live with my parents. They don't, they don't care. And it's that I don't care kind of attitude that like creates that heart hustle, right? Creates that like, I got to do this, this internal drive where the satisfaction comes from just overcoming their own internal obstacles. But the older you are, a little bit more hardwired. You know, you might feel you have more things to lose. And it's really just how you look at it.
2: Absolutely. Like the older I got, um, the less I cared, quite frankly. You know, I've, I've, I've always said, and, and, you know, I tell Mo and, and I teach my kids this kind of like of my household, but it's 4011, which is that house number uh, to my house numbers, like to our address. I'm like, if you don't live under this roof, you don't, doesn't matter. Right. So when, when we move or I move, it's, it's that I just don't care. Like this is, I know is best for me and my family and what I need to do now. And I, and I think that that goes a long way to get that, that, you know, hustle that you, because it's like, you're moving for you and only you. And, and you know, obviously those who matter or, or who have a, an opinion that matters. But yeah, I think, you know, as we, some people, as we get older and even some outside of of your four walls, right? Like if I'm gonna do this business, how's it gonna look like, you know, is it kind of doing this? And like you said, social media, you know, and the other thing to me like, is fake. Cause you can do whatever you want there and never really give anybody an inside true view. Now, if you're, if you're authentic, it'll go further with, with your potential clients that your audience is. But yeah, like, I feel like the the younger ones, man, like they just come out, like you said, with that mentality is like, yeah, I'm ready to go, you know, I'm ready to go. And, and, you know, we've had some of our guests, some of our younger guests, like you can just see it from talking to them. Right. Like they're just, I'm here to just do something different. Um, and aside from that being very positive for themselves, their business, um, like I mentioned before, I think it's positive for the profession. Um, because you know, I've always, I've talked about it before. Like I feel like we're at a, a very pivot point for the profession with the way healthcare is zero. Um, and you know, and I always make the joke that we sit at the kitty table, uh, comparatively speaking with other healthcare professions, but we need to, we need to start pushing to start being passive with feel and what we can provide, um, so that we can have better outcomes as a profession, mm-hmm. um, than there right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I agree.
0: Um, the, here, here's like my little contribution to that. Um, When we were younger, well, I can speak from experience, you know, you might have this like big audacious goal, but you know, people around you that you tend to trust, you might share it with them and they will be like, girl, chill out. That's, that's, that's too big. It's not going to happen. So some of, some people can be dream killers, basically from the way they react. And as you get older, it's not that you don't want to be successful, but your environment plays a huge role in how you develop. And for a lot of us, we've had to tiptoe around basically our greatness or your talent because you don't want to offend or make others who are around you feel uncomfortable that you are progressing or you want to like take that leap because it can be intimidating. So, As people get older, their values tend to change. Like, I know after I lost my dad, I started prioritizing things a little bit better. So life tends to knock you down a bit to be like, you know what? I should probably be taking more time to spend time with people because you never know how long they're going to be around versus, you know, just grinding, grinding, grinding all the time. But You know when you have that purpose in you that's bigger, you have to go after it. But the people around you, it matters. So if you realize that you have a goal, this is my advice, but you can't be bored with it or share it with joy, find different environments. Find different people. Trust me, you're going to find those who will be like, hey, let's go. I support you.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. That that's a great point, Mo. I think the people that you associate with, that inner circle, um, it is very pivotal. And it doesn't have to be a big circle. It could be a circle of one or two, right? Like it. All it is, the better. You you can be your partner, your spouse, whatever it may be. But you got to have somebody that supports you and supports your dreams, as much as we may want it by ourselves. It's not hard to get in by yourself, right? Like you've got to have somebody to lean on. Um, you know, luckily for me, I got my wife, um, who, who's, who's my rock and, and, supports me and all that stuff. But yeah, that, that inner circle is important and it does become more important. As, um, and I'll take a minute cause you just mentioned your father. I believe he just had a birthday. So happy yeah. birthday, yeah, happy birthday. birthday to Mr. Carruth. Um, I know that Mo misses you dearly and the rest of your family. But,
0: um, um, do you work with people who already like established business owners that want to get to the next level? Say they're already like high high six figure income earners or seven figure earners. Um, but they, it's not to say that they need that hand in hand guidance, but to tighten certain things to help them make sure that their operations are effective. Mm-hmm. Sometimes well, you, you could build, you could scale fast, yeah. but you don't have that steady, um, foundation. And as you grow, you're like, crap, you know, this wasn't set in place.
1: Right. Um, I have not yet worked with six figure business owners, but I know I have the capacity to one of my skill sets is not just intuitive, but I'm very detailed. And my level of detail allows me to see things in people and where they are in business and what's blocking them. So just because you have a six figure package doesn't mean that you have the stuff inside to make it sustain, which is exactly what you said. And so I start taking a look at your belief in self belief in process belief in transformation. That's a framework that I really work around because there's a breakdown somewhere. If you don't have belief in self, then you won't have the belief in your process and you can't have the belief in your transformation. Therefore, you can't sustain having that six-figure business. If you have have the six-figure world, but you're worried about how you're going to sustain that, then I know that there's a breakdown. And that's where I can still help you. If you have the six-figure world, but it doesn't feel like you, you've built something and you're like, this doesn't feel like me. I'm not connected to what I'm doing. I almost don't know how I got here then someone like me can help you because that's where my process helps you. I work on the embodiment component. Does your business feel like you? Or do you always have to feel like you got to put on a face to show up for your business? Business should be, especially when we're coaches. Let me just be clear about who I'm speaking to. It's like, when we're coaches, it needs to be fluid. It shouldn't be like, I have to think about how to show up online authentically. I have to think about what to say or or how to say it because you are embodied. It, it has become you. You are your message that you're now able to deliver. And there's people that have gotten there and they've, they they don't know how or they don't love what they've built. And someone like myself sees through the process, not only of self and where you might have a breakdown of your trust and your confidence, your courage, but also what kind of strategies are you using online to build that business? Because that matters too you might not be embodied in certain strategies that you're doing but that might be the only thing you know that's bringing in the money but you're worried now that you're going to lose the money because what you're doing to get there isn't sustainable for your nervous system so my expertise is really around helping you feel safe in having that six-figure business and that's not that that doesn't matter if you if you got there um you know overnight doesn't matter if you built that in a year If you're just in a space where you're like something about this feels off, then that's where my expertise comes into play. But it's also fun to work with the clients who are, you know, maybe at two, three K a month or even zero dollars a month, because I'm helping you to build that sustainability within yourself first.
0: So your ideal client is whom? Describe, describe your avatar. Who's, Who's your ideal client?
1: I love to work with the person who knows their business idea. Like you already know what it is you want to do. You have been, what I like to say, going at this for a year or two, but nothing has happened. It's still, there's just no traction. And you believe that just posting and showing up online will bring people to you. Because there are nuances that you don't understand. There is beliefs that you have that is not allowing you to move through. So those are my favorite because I love to build people up. But for, you know, like my six figure people, I do offer intensives. You know, if, if you make more money, and I've done intensives with people who have made quite a bit of money. They just want to learn something from me. They want to hear me or have my eyeballs or my brain on some component of what they're doing. Right. And then we have a couple sessions and you're off and you're running. But my favorite is like helping build up the person. Because I think there's just so much that we're not taught. And that's part of the reason that I have this, what I call a boutique coaching business, where there's not a whole lot of people that I retain at one time, partly because I'm in your business with you, because I'm develop helping you develop your own thoughts around your offer, your own thoughts around being a business owner, your own thoughts about being a leader. Like we've got to understand leadership. We've got to understand how we say the things we say, how we do the things we do and understand your process. And the transformation you're helping your clients to have, so I'm I'm in it with you, and I understand your business just as much as I understand my own. So I, I only take a handful of people at a time for that reason, because it's it's more boutique style.
0: You no, get do you? I'm well, sorry. Do you get pushed back from people when you try to hold them accountable? Because as you said, the ego comes into play.
1: You know. <laughs> i I've, I've gotta say this i have never taken on a client where i was like oh this is not good or i'm getting a lot of pushback like my people might be afraid they might tell me this is hard they might tell me like i didn't know all this stuff was wrong with me and that's where i'm like uh-uh nothing is wrong with you we are developing new skills right so there is some pushback but i've never had anybody where i'm like "Ooh, i did not like working with that person my level of intuition my my level of intent one i don't attract those kind of people and two, if we're on this, if if we're on like a sales call and something feels just a tad bit off, I'm like, it's a no-go. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is, but something here is not resonating. And I do believe because I've been in a position where I've hired coaches where I was like, this was not a good fit. I wish they would have, they would have disqualified me and I was not disqualified. I don't want to do that to anybody because that level of experience as a coach, you have to know who is for you. So if I don't think that I can I can help you or where my skill set is is not what you need right now, that's a no for me.
2: Now, it, are you really ease or you know healthcare based, or do you work outside of the healthcare field?
1: Say that again. You broke up a little bit.
2: Is yeah. your is your is your are your clients primarily there? They or do you do anything outside of healthcare?
1: Yeah. So I've had, um, most of my clients are physical therapists. I also have personal trainers because I'm really big into the fitness world. And I really understand that. And they, they really marry well together. But then I've also gotten referrals from current clients to family members. So I've got somebody who's in the military. I've got somebody who is in a corporate job. Like I've had some spinoffs and at that point they're like, trying to figure out what it is they want to do with their life. So I'm more on the life coaching side to help them develop themselves into potentially having a business. I've also helped people just transition from a career standpoint. Right. I'm I'm very much a thought leader in, in helping people see what it is they need to see to make a move, to make a shift. One of one of my geniuses is helping people move, like getting getting to the core of what it is that makes them shift. So primarily when you see my content online you know my content posting it's primarily two people who are in the healthcare field that's definitely my my niche however i've had referrals from other people just because they've been in like in house
2: how do people get a hold of you how do people get in touch with you
1: i'm going to say it like the young kids say it. you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram <laughs> It's so funny because, you know, people say like, I went to a networking event and some this woman was like, do you have a card? And I was like, I have my Instagram, like, I have my Facebook, here's your email. You can opt into my list. Like it was so funny, but she, she was older and I just kind of had to laugh. Um, but no, in all uh, seriousness, you really can find me on Facebook. Um, it is just my name, Siobhan France. And then on Instagram, it's Dr. Siobhan France.
0: Um, so Parting thoughts. Uh, What advice would you give to, first of all, new grads or those about to graduate and enter physical therapy profession or any health-related profession?
1: Set a standard for yourself and stick to it. If something doesn't smell right, look right, taste right about working this job that you might be in, look somewhere else. If something is calling you or pulling you to start an online business or learn new skills, go take that action. Allow yourself to explore during this time and not pigeonhole yourself into, I'm going to stick with this one job and you know climb up the chain of the clinical ladder or what have you. If something is speaking to you, now if you're happy where you are, great. But I'm speaking to those of you that feel that pull, that feel that that nudge, that that inner thing that just won't go away, that something isn't right with your situation. Explore that. And to back up that thought is ask for help. Because you are not going to be able to think yourself into taking an action. And you might not know what action it is that you're supposed to take. That's where I find a lot of people have a pitfall is they might know they need to do something. So they might think about what they might need to do and therefore never do anything because they never thought about what they needed to do because they didn't know what to do. I hope y'all followed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't think yourself into the action, especially if you don't know what that action is as a new grad, you don't know what your blind spots are. And I don't like the word new grad, but newer people into the profession, you, you don't know what your blind spots are. So ask for help. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to ask. Ask for help. I promise you people are willing to help you. But you do have to ask. What do they say? My mom says, you know, the 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 hand that, um, the, the hand you don't put out is never fed or the mouth you don't open is never fed or whatever that saying is, right? Like you got to go asking <laughs> and reaching out for that support. All
0: yeah. right. What about people going through like, Midlife crisis, professional crisis, the the old heads.
1: <laughs> and, uh, Dang, bro, the- oh, just putting oh them God. on blast. Doing it in hard, the old, <laughs> the old heads. Old
2: heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna put that across across all of our social media. Old heads alert.
1: <laughs> I will say, don't count yourselves out, because there are a lot. old heads. I don't like that word, Mo. Why you say that? (laughs) Look, look. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But there are so many of you that have counted yourself out because you've been in the field for so long thinking you can't do it. All you need is the right person to help you with the right strategy to get you there and it can be done. So don't count yourself out because you also have so much experience in a different way because you've seen the profession evolve differently than we have. And so what you bring to the table is a different level of thought leadership. So don't count yourself out. And also recognize that if you're feeling like there's something else you want to do, like you're just not happy with where you are, you can't stay where you are and expect that feeling to go away. It doesn't go away because it is a nudge and a pull to take an action. It is a nudge and a pull to do something. And nothing will tire you out more and fatigue you more than staying in a place or in a situation that you don't love and trying to continue to tolerate it. That will lead to fatigue. And honestly, the the burnout that I think a lot of people are experiencing is they're not doing what they love in the way that they love it. And once you're older in the profession, it's like you might still love it, but you're no longer doing it in the way you love it. So don't count yourselves out and still being able to create that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think you always see like on Twitter, and you know, like it and Bezos and, you know, those, those individuals made their pivot later on in life and, you know, now look at them now. Right. So I, I definitely, you know, it's never, never too late um, to make that pivot for sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well,
2: Thank you. thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, I think you've dropped a, a lot of good knowledge here um, for everybody, you know, the old heads, the young heads, um, age heads. everybody everybody, uh, everybody got got a little piece uh, to to kind of take home with them and, and chew on and you know and if if it is something that they're trying to do, then obviously, you know, reach out to somebody like yourself um, to kind of help them, you know, figure out that that road or navigate that road to, to get to where you want to be. But uh, again, thank you so much. Really do appreciate your time coming on with us and sharing uh, some of your knowledge. Uh,
0: I, I do want to add something though, okay? Because every year we are facing increased cuts by Medicare and you keep hearing people complaining about decreased reimbursement and payment uh, for physical therapy services. I do believe the online space has a huge platform for new professions and even, quote unquote, old heads, like ourselves, to reach people directly. You know, run a diabetes clinic, run a CHF clinic, run a COPD clinic, do something. Put the knowledge that you have out there. Start off with simple lives, simple short videos. Start building your audience and your clientele. And this phone, you can reach a lot of people and you could capitalize and make money on it too. All right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to thank you guys for this space, this platform, the vision that you guys have for your own life is what allows us to all rise to the top, right? Because it takes, it takes leaders. Somebody has to go first. So you guys are leaders. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. I hope you you guys. Thank Thank you very much. And I really just appreciate what you guys are doing in this space. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Really do appreciate that. All right, everybody have a good night. As always follow us on all our social media platforms, share, like, Uh, Retweet all that good stuff. Stay tuned. We got some more good stuff coming up uh, next couple of weeks. Um, And as always, everybody have a good night. God bless.
1: Bye.